if you have a machine that can say you're not brand safe, then the humans can just have to agree. All they have to do is agree with the machine. Speaking of racism, let's talk about racism. Hey everybody, my name's Hero. This is Identity Booth. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would have. This is this is a serious thing. Um, this is Corey Kenshin. He's a YouTube creator on YouTube, and I don't know who he is. I would. I have never seen him. None of his videos have ever came to me. And probably because he's like, it looks from the looks of it, looks like a gamer, not knocking him or anything like that. But it's amazing to me that the only reason why I know about him is because a white person talked about him. And I've now since, I believe, subscribed to his channel. So you got a subscriber out of me. And the reason why we're here today is because something fascinating happened to him. And and it talks about the this thing that a lot of people who aren't of dark complexion probably don't understand at like Afro surrealism. Afro surrealism is this belief that certain experiences happening to black people would be perceived as weird as shit, but are deemed normal because we're black. Um, it's weird that a multi-million dollar company would pay one person to simply follow black shoppers around in a store to the point where as a black person if someone and if we as a black person inherently we can tell if someone is a lost profession or a secret shopper because of just the way they shop because any person shopping who's has the same brain in their mind would not go get groceries and then go to the go to the non-grocery side, right? You wouldn't go get your chicken and, and milk first, then head over to socks and underwears. You would get your socks and underwear. Like, so that's just something I inherently know. Afro Surrealism is an amazing thing. Uh, the season three of Atlanta covered it. But we're here to talk about this lovely individual. Now... I've only heard the gist of what happened, but I heard he goes into deep dialogue in it. So I'm not going to hold you guys too much longer. I just want to hear what he's going to say, and we're going to speak on it together. Um, Corey Kenshin, everybody. This video, as thoroughly, as plainly, as eloquently as possible. I don't want there to be any lost context i don't want to just look like i'm coming out of nowhere having a temper tantrum because these things are happening the allegations i am levying towards youtube are extremely serious and i'm taking this video extremely seriously youtube you guys either play favorites you are racist or it's a mix of the two these are the three options youtube which one is it here uh, I can answer that question. It's both. Clap it. That's the end of the video. YouTube is both racist, biased, ableist, neglectful, hateful. They're all of the above. If go down the fucking list and put all of the above at the end, it's all of the above. And I don't think he's saying this out of irony. I believe he knows this.
He's black, but <laughs> so is Candace Owens. You feel me? Yeah. Candace Owens is black, and you know, she's on the other well, side. <laughs> Here's my proof. I've been doing YouTube a long time, okay? Mm -hmm. I never want to be that guy, oh, it's because I'm black. Oh, these issues are happening because I'm black. There have been certain situations that I looked at kind of funny. I said, hmm. That's, that's me 100%. It could be because of that, but nah, I ain't going to. I'm not trying to I'm pulling the black card every chance I get. that narrative around my, my YouTube channel. This time, I can no longer let it slide. This is the situation. August 18th, I uploaded The Mortuary Assistant. A lot of you would know it got age restricted because the following video I did, I let you guys know it got age restricted. YouTube didn't tell me why. I saw that all these other YouTubers were playing the mortuary assistant and only my video seemed to be age restricted. And I looked for like an hour, two hours. I was scrolling all different types of people's video. No one else's was age restricted. So I appealed the restriction. Um, hey guys, I'm, I'm not sure why mine got age restricted. Could you look into this? Appeal rejected. They doubled down. The policy the team receipts. said, no, Corey, your video is restricted for good reason. We're not going to tell you why, but it's restricted. That's our final decision. I said, hmm, okay. I get with my YouTube rep. I send him an email. Hey, could you look at this? This is some weird stuff going on. Only my video got age restricted. My YouTube rep, who isn't on the policy team, he looked at my video and he said, Hey, it could possibly be this part at the end where the woman was battling some depression. And I'm just going to leave it there. Lest this video also get age restricted just because I'm talking about it. So I looked at that part. The first thing I did was try to find other YouTubers who had that part or at least a part similar. Now, Markiplier, I don't know if you'll ever see this, but I just want you to know I have a lot of respect for you. And I didn't mean to drag you into the middle of this. Your channel... As he literally revs up the engine, vroom, vroom. like I, vroom, vroom. I'm about to roll, I'm about to roll coals on you while I back this bus on your ass, Marker Potter. <laughs> He's literally saying, "Hey, yo, before I throw you under this bus, I want you to know there ain't no beef between us." It just has, happens to be a great reference point because a, you're a really big YouTuber, and b. You're not black. As long as it's white, hey, hey, it's all right. You feel me? <laughs> so I can look at your channel and then I can look at my channel or look at anyone else's channel and make sure that the things and the games that you play, all that they're enforcing the rules equally to everybody. So I go to Markiplier's Mortuary Assistant Part 3. And he had the same situation going on and his video wasn't age restricted. So I send the video to my YouTube rep. I say, hey, um, Markiplier has this situation in his video, but his isn't age restricted. Mm -hmm. Could you send that to the policy team and see what they say about that? Mm -hmm. He said, wow, Corey, uh, that's some astute detective work. Let me uh, send this to them and see what they say. Mm. What do you think happened after that? I'll give you a second. They came back and they removed my age restriction. They Yo, okay. So I I have to believe that he's doing this with the with a goal in mind, which is to expose YouTube. 
But, man, you have to have a lot of energy to fight bigotry and racism. You have to, like, I, I think of myself as a very decent streamer and creator, content creator. Like, the things that I'm able to create, the way, the, the setups, that I've come a long fucking way. For me to only have 700 subscribers... It's kind of laughable. It's kind of laughable. But is that because I'm not making the right content? Or is it because I'm secretly shadow banned from being on YouTube for the topics I want to cover? And I'm going to say this. I have all the SEO score things. I have all the things. that Before, before I post any video, I make sure I have close to 80 to 100%. SEO score. I try and make sure I have a, almost 90. I I paid for it in the past. I use it still now. But I stopped giving my money to those things because eventually when I got to the to the conversation that really mattered, uh, all of the people who I talked to said, well, you need to niche down. You need to niche down. You need to make your channel about one thing. Okay, I did. I made it about politics. That's too broad. But then I look at people like, and I'm comparing myself to the mega bots, the Young Turks, uh, Hassan Piker, More News, David Pakman, uh, Destiny, Benel, um, all of those other commentators who only talk about politics. And they're doing fine. Maybe it was because of the uploads. I upload a video every day. Guaranteed. I've been doing it for a year. Two years now. Maybe it's about time, distance, length. I follow all those metrics. When it comes straight down to it, there's something on YouTube's palette that is just not... This isn't ad-friendly. It's not user-friendly. They don't think that this, the lights, the sound effects, the, the clapping, the booms, there's nothing about this they find appeal. This it's just not it's not brand safe. And I, I hear people writing in my chat section, but they have a black creator section fund. They have black people they like. They have a select group of black people on the platform that isn't entirely representative of the black community on YouTube. Remember, Will Smith was the person they chose to do the rewind, and he slapped Chris Rock. Would you like to answer a question right at this particular time? Would you like to do that? Yeah, I would. What does it take to be successful on YouTube if you're black? You either have to dance, dribble, or make people laugh. Could that be used and described to most people? Sure. But is it used to describe most people? No. I took it off after they already rejected my appeal i sent them the clip of markiplier's video that has the same thing and they removed it now my youtube rep he was excited he was oh great this is awesome look Corey, they took the age restriction he sounds off. a little bit like the joke i said why i expected them to triple down and give triple. markiplier an age restriction too but they looked at mark's video 
and they use that to verify my innocence. Mm -hmm. So I send my YouTube rep a lengthy email. Detailing my feelings about the, the entire situation, feeling like there was some favoritism at play, there was either that or some racism at play, and that I would like to sit down with the policy team and figure out why my video was flagged in the first place. Mm -hmm. Actually, number one, was it automated or was it a human that mm -hmm. age-restricted in in the first place? Number two, who was the human reviewer? Because it's a human reviewer once you send submit an appeal. Who was the human reviewer that doubled down and rejected my appeal? Number mm -hmm. three, why did it take Markiplier's clip in order for them to reverse the I'll, I'll answer all these questions for you real quick was the initial restriction automated or by human review it was definitely restricted by an uh by automation and whether he knows it or not the automation restriction because now that i know how to do a little bit of programming i see how some of these algorithms work one his channel is probably considered to be one of those channels that are doing above average and ha have a good following or showing. Two, because the algorithm knows, and I'm just speaking out of my ass here, but because the algorithm knows that he is a person of color and isn't deemed brand friendly, anytime a little flag pops up on him, they outright, outright remove him. So it's by design. That's why he has to self. That's why there's so many people out there that self-censor. And I used to self-censor a lot too, but it just became too much of a drag. And I'm not even a person who has um, the ability to be monetized yet. But when I do get that ability, I don't see my white counterparts having to self-censor. But uh, I, I, even though I don't agree with Abba and Preach's points, when I see them having to self-censor, it really bothers me. Because I see white counterparts not doing what they, they're doing. Right? I see that. And that bothers me. Two. Was there a human reviewer that rejected appeal? And why? Yes. Because they could use the initial review of the automation. Therefore saying it's not. This is, this is business practice 101. If you have a machine that can say you're not brand safe. The humans can just have to agree. All they have to do is agree with the machine. And all they have to do is point out to one thing. Oh, you're you're talking about something that could be deemed ad or, ad uh, abusive, depression. That's not something that we like ad advertising advertisers like. Why did they take why did it take Markiplier's clip to reverse the decision? Because he's white and you're black. We're going to talk about another video where a pastor is watering the grass of his neighbors upon uh, by their request. Hey, we're going to be out of town for a few weeks. Can you water our plants? He says, no problem. He's out there watering it. Police show up. He says, they say, what are you doing? Watering grass. Do you live here? No. They arrest him because he was too dark to water his neighbor's grass. Oh, hero, you're being hyperbolic. Am I? Marco Pilers did the same thing he did and he saw no consequences. It's blatant. It's blatant. The decision. My YouTube rep gets back with me. He wants to hop on a call. We get on the phone um, for about 10, forward. 15 minutes. Problem. But to me, you know what it comes off? 
It comes off whenever Corey Kenshin starts doing some crazy numbers or, or getting on trending too much. We got to find something. Mm-hmm. We got to get him for something. Mm-hmm. It's gotta, he's got to have done something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bleep out cuss words in video games. Like, I, I literally... This is the this is the YouTuber that you want. That that I literally that's him having to that's literally him having to calm the fuck down about being discriminated against because he knows if he gets too angry and says something out of line that would be true. He would be still viewed as the bad guy. All in all, uh. Ultimately, I don't know if this has a, an end to it, but we will. Let's just hear him out at the end. Only because I'm, like, getting bigger or I don't know how it always seems to coincide with that situation. But that's just what it is. Now, if my YouTube channel gets shadow banned or they, like, you know, they start, like, not sending my videos out to my subscribers or, or you know, a couple months from now, y'all just stop seeing my videos. We know why. We know why. I mean, those shadows behind the scenes, they control it all. They control all of it. If they don't want if they don't want my channel, they could terminate it right now. They could hide my videos. They could shadow ban me, not send my videos out to anybody. That's why I thought long and hard before I recorded this, but as one of the biggest black creators on the platform, Clap it. I want you to hear it from my mouth. Thank you. That there is some shady business going on behind the scenes at YouTube. So first and foremost, major props to Corey for taking a risk like this. Um, I don't know if I was as big as him if I would have taken this risk. That's a lie. That's such a fucking lie. I would have been. I'm doing it now, and I'm not even half. I'm not even one tenth of his a percent of his size. The thing that he has, and I, and once again, I'm not, I'm saying this about him, but I think he's fully aware, and he's making this video with a certain level of context that. He's not really talking to black people. This video isn't for black people. Because black YouTube creators already know this. This video is for white people. This video has been... This video has had all seasoning removed from it. All spicy takes. A little bit of emotion. For you guys, maybe salt. Um, But he's trying to talk to his white viewers. And like I said in the beginning of the video, the only reason why I know about this is because... Philip DeFranco talked about it first. That's that's fucking sad because it it's is validating the point. White uh, the white YouTubers have to make noise about this in order for black people to get justice. And I'm happy to see it. I don't know how Markiplier is going to respond or feel about that, but is that's the fact. Black people are suffering on YouTube. It's up to the white YouTube population to help us. And I'll add this to you, to this. This platform isn't designed for us. It's not for us. YouTube was not created for us. YouTube is just, it's not. Look at the top earners, top viewers. But more importantly, look at the culture of YouTube. The things that garner the most attention. They're basked in cultures woven into the black community. It is very important 
for us to be able to do two things as black creators on this platform. One, support each other. That's why I liked and followed and shared his content. But two, understand, yo, get your money and leave. Get your money and leave, man. Because they're they not about to give you the benefit of the doubt. You feel me? They don't care. They're going to be like, Corey, you know what you can do? Fuck your life! Because it's not, you're not, you're one person. YouTube has 10 million active users a day. I think he has 14, 14.2 million. In two days, they could, they could eclipse you. In one week, they could, they could completely lap you. In one month, you'd be buried alive. This platform isn't for us. And if you want it to be, if you want us to feel more welcomed, you want us to feel more loved and appreciated, you got to do more than thoughts and prayers. You got to do more than have once a month, once, once a month, once a year, Black History Corner on YouTube, where the number one movies are fucking Amistad and 12 Years of Slavery. Remember when Netflix did that? Oh, this is our Black History Appreciation. 12 years of slavery. Gee, thanks. Um, like, once again, major shout out to Corey for taking the risk. Um, I look forward to seeing some more of his content. I hope he is able to find peace with this situation and resolve. And more importantly, I hope YouTube comes to the table. Susan, whatever her fucking name is. Hope she comes to the table and talks to him. Because that's what this needs. This needs a personal touch.